Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hey friends. All right. Just to introduce this episode a little bit, most of the time I try to put down some sort of an outline for the podcast and kind of get some ideas going and really know what it is that I want to talk about. But every once in a while, I just sit down, me and the mic, and I just start talking and just whatever comes out is what you get. And this was one of those sessions. And I I feel like it actually was really cool to see where my mind went with things because I wasn't expecting it. And Sometimes it's just fun to see the ins and outs of motherhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but also the joyful moments. And so this is an episode that just kind of takes you along the journey, my journey specifically, of motherhood. And a quick, you know, good little story about what it's like to live a life in the day of having five kids. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this episode. This is episode number 54 finding joy in motherhood. Hey friends, I want to talk to you today about seeking out the joyous parts of life, finding intention in everything that you do. Motherhood, parenthood, wifehood, I mean, any type of role that we have, there are going to be ups and downs and we've got to find a way to enjoy them enjoy every part of it. The raw, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it. Now, to some people that may just seem like an oxymoron, there's no way you can find joy during the mundane or joy during the awful, yucky times when there's chaos and contention and overwhelm and you just are about to lose it, right? But believe it or not, we have a choice. I believe with all my heart that we have a choice in this life on everything that we do. Agency, the gift of choice, is just that, a gift. We can choose to find the negative in life or we can choose to find the positive. Now, I want to do a disclaimer right now because I am very much not perfect at this. I am human just like you. And I do my best to try and be positive and optimistic about things, but I definitely fall short so often. So I want you to know that I'm not coming from a perfect um, outlook. I'm I'm coming from experience of things that have worked out and things that haven't worked out, and I'm going to be completely raw and open with you. So I want to start with a story of something that happened where I didn't take the higher road, okay? We were together as a family, And we were getting ready to sit down to eat dinner, and it had been a really long day. Mind you, I didn't know that the kids were going to have the day off. For some reason, I thought I had it wrong in the calendar, and 
apparently we really did have school off this one day that I wasn't expecting. And it was a very, very stressful week. So that was the day that I was going to be able to get all of my work in and all of my errands done and everything without all five kids, just only two, which (laughs) still can seem daunting to some. But I was like, okay, I can handle this if I could just have two. And then during nap time, I can get a lot more in, right? Well, turns out that we definitely had all five kids that day. And it put a big damper in my plans because I had made all my plans focused on not having children around. Well, not that I don't love my kids. That's just kind of what I had planned. So there was a hiccup in the road and I had to kind of rework things and, and realize, okay, I need to make today fun and exciting for them while still having to get the things done that I need to do. And so I put a lot of stress on my shoulders and try to be positive and optimistic about it. And I thought, okay, they don't get to go to the grocery store super often. They're always asking to come with me places. So we'll just go to the grocery store all together, all six of us. (laughs) And to some, maybe that's not a big deal. And you were a rock star mama. But to me, it's a little daunting now because five kids is a lot. I mean, there's not even enough room in the basket for groceries, let alone children. So we have... I either have to front pack one, um, as in like wearing them on me like a baby carrier, you know, them inside it, or, you know, and then I have two, one in each part of the seat. So if you have like a Costco size shopping cart, you have two seats in the front, right? So I have two kids in the front, one that's a little too big to be in it, (laughs) one that I'm front packing, and then one sometimes in the cart and one sometimes holding onto the cart or two holding onto the cart or three holding onto the cart while walking. And we all know that they don't hold onto the cart the whole time. So they start to scatter and it gets a little bit crazy. Um, I lose my mind quite quickly (laughs) and I lose my cool quickly and it's not good. And I've learned that I have to find ways of involving them in the grocery experience and helping them to each have some part in the experience. And then I have to set my expectations for them so that they know what's expected of them and how they're supposed to act in the store. Because sometimes, even though I think they know, they, for some reason, forget. (laughs) So I get all kids ready to go and we're in the car and I stop and I park and I say, okay, my expectation for you is to one, not ask for anything in this store at all. Okay. We're not here for birthday gifts. We're not here for Valentine's Day gifts. We're not here for prize box, you know, prizes. We're not here for anything, not candy, not your favorite cereal, not whatever. You are not allowed to ask for anything. I am here on a strict mission to get the groceries I need. I need and get out. (laughs) Like That's it. I just need to get what I need and get out. I'm there on stage and I'm presenting to the entire grocery store, my family of five kids and myself by myself, right? I'm single mom in it at the grocery store. My husband's at work. So it's just kind of chaos, right? I was trying to keep it cool though. And I was trying to stay positive. And so I get everyone in the cart. I, I kind of, um, fizzle out that tantrum that was about to happen. And I say, yo, you are the oldest kid. You don't need to be in a cart. You should be walking. You're going to be fine. We're going to make this happen. Right? So I get the two of the younger kids in there, plus one in the car seat. So I have three kids in this huge, by the way, car cart. Yes, those massive buses that are at the grocery store, we tend to always get one because that's what the kids want. Does mom want that? No, because they're the hardest things to maneuver, 
right? They're massive. And it's even harder when you have three children inside them, two tugging on either side on the outside. So that's five kids total, plus all the groceries inside. I feel like I'm driving this massive hearse, right? Except for I have to push it with all my body weight and strength. (laughs) Anyways, hearse, that sounds so morbid. What's a better word? Um, A massive like semi-truck full of groceries and children. That sounds even weirder. Anyways, (laughs) stick with me. So I've got my game face on and I'm standing proud and I'm walking in that door and I'm not looking at a single person in the eye because I know what kind of looks I'm going to be getting. I know what kind of comments I'm going to be getting. So we just head straight to the back of the store. That way I can get through all the, all the little looks and everything. And I just go straight to what I need. We are here to get tortillas. We are here to get, you know, yogurt or whatever it is. Like I'm just game face on going straight to the spots that I need to go, checking it off the list as I go. So we get the things that we need. And of course, I'm I'm having to, you know, we're going one direction. Oh, they're out of stock on this. So we have to turn around and turning around that huge semi truck of a shopping cart is an ordeal. Not to mention when there's people in the aisle that are sitting there watching you because they have to wait for you to turn around before they can get through. That's not awkward at all. But it's life. So I do my best to try to get out of people's way, but I'm just always in people's way because it's huge and it's massive and there's a lot of us and it is what it is. So we go through, we get the groceries that we need and every two seconds, no, I'm not getting that for you. No, I told you not to ask for anything. Do you want to lose your birthday party? Do you want to lose prize box? Do you want me to lose my mind? Please stop, right? Constantly, the whole time. I'm trying really hard to be patient, but I am losing it. So go through the whole store, get everything that we need to, trying to keep everyone calm, everyone good. One of the kids starts screaming. I try to get the other kid to play peekaboo with him or something. We're just constantly entertaining the kids one by one. The good ones entertain the, the ones that are having a rough time and then it switches. It's just one thing after another. We finally get out of the store and I start putting everything into the car and the last person we see before we get in the car he looks at me and he starts laughing, just this little old man and his wife. And he goes, it looks like you got your hands full. And I was like, yeah, it looks like I do, I do you know, never heard that one before. And um, anyways, he's smiling and trying to be sweet. It was just, it's like they try to make conversation, but they don't know what to say. So they just say something that they think maybe nobody else has said, but you're like, yeah, I've definitely heard that like 10,000 times before, but that's a new one, you know? Anyways, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, yep. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's fun, you know? And he's like, how many kids you got in there? I'm like, yeah, I have five. And he's like, wow, you must be busy. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. Yep. Yep. Definitely busy. You know, I guess the Lord is trying to teach me patience. And he's like, well, that's definitely a great way to learn some patience. I was like, you betcha. Sometimes I'm not so patient during all this. And uh, yeah, today's one of those days. I'm going to (laughs) leave. No, I tried really hard to be happy and and good with him. I wasn't super annoyed with him, but it was more just like, I'm trying to make conversation, but I just need to go home and go take a nap. (laughs) It was just kind of chaotic. So we get home. And as soon as we get home and are ready to, I'm like, okay, we're going to get home. Everyone's going to stay in the car. I'm going to quickly get some snacks. You guys are going to eat them and we're going to go to the next door. I still have to run another errand. We're going to, I'm just going to unpack the groceries and then go, right? So I take all the groceries inside. I start unloading all the things that are perishable and then we're all just going to get in the car. Well, then somebody else needs to go to the bathroom or somebody needs a diaper change or someone needs a water bottle fill up or whatever. So I get most of them out except for the youngest two. 
And then what pulls up? A delivery truck. And so I need to be there to sign the papers and let them unload and all that. And so, of course, all the kids need to come inside and we are not able to do that. So we've had everything went on. It was crazy, right? We've got pizzas getting ready to be cooked. My husband is home and he starts helping out with the pizzas. Well, I help out with a screaming toddler that is dealing with a diaper rash and possible ear infection and the other one's having a meltdown and tantrum and um you know one of them is trying to figure out a book report and trying to get that done another one is mad because someone took their seat at the dinner table or whatever and we're just dealing with just like constant chaos this day and i just i was hitting burnout i was hitting a wall and i was not my best and i just kind of lost it on them and just started not being very nice, you know, and I'm not proud of it. I, I was just like, nobody talked to me. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to hear anyone. I don't want to answer any more questions. No, we're 20 questioning mom. I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to, you know, give you any answers to anything. I just want to sit and eat my pizza in quiet. And I know that's not the best way to handle that situation. And I know I was so in the wrong and I was hangry, which didn't help. Mama needs her food. Let's be honest. (laughs) But it's reality. And I have to be raw with you and open and let you know that I'm not the greatest at this positive, optimistic mindset because I try so hard to keep it positive throughout the day. And sometimes I just fail and I fail horribly. And this day was one of them. And the, the house was kind of messy at that point. None of the kids were cleaning up after themselves. I wasn't able to clean up after the things that I was cooking or doing in the midst of all of this because I was trying to corral the kids and try to keep the chaos down to a minimum. And I just kept putting up fire after fire with each kid. And it was just like I couldn't I couldn't keep on top of things. There was just too much going on. And we sat at the table and it still kind of got, was pretty chaotic. And as people started eating, it started to get a little bit better because the hanger started going down a little bit <laughs> for all of us. I think we were all hungry at the same time. So there was definitely some of that going on. Part of that was because we had our dinner a little later because I was exhausted and didn't really feel like making dinner, even though I knew I needed to at the time. And so I just kept putting it off. Probably jumped on Instagram for a second to work on some things for work and just, I don't know, you know, lost, you know, 15 minutes doing that or something. And I kept on getting things put back just dumb choices that sometimes we make as moms because we just are in burnout and we just need a moment to chill, you know? And we had our dinner. We had, we said all the kids, we're not making cookies tonight. We have, um, it was a Monday and Mondays we do family nights, which is the time where we get together as a family and do something fun. And we teach them a little lesson in the scriptures, have a fun little activity that goes along with it to kind of apply it to them in their life right then. And then we try to have some sort of treat or something, maybe sing like a, a hymn or, or a song and then, um, say some prayers together. So it's just a fun little way to bring in, um, the spirit in our home and just to, teach them a little bit about, um, Christ and his gospel. And anyway, so I just, there was so much contention that I was letting, I was letting Satan take over. I was letting him win. And I didn't want to do family night. I didn't want to spend time with my family. I just wanted to spend time by myself. And I knew that like deep down, I totally knew that's what was going on. And I knew that he was winning and I was letting him win. And I really didn't like that. 
And I didn't like the negativity. I didn't like the chaos, the contention. I could feel like the spirit changed in our home. We just, there wasn't happiness. So we let them all leave to the, go to their rooms to go get all of their clothes laid out for the next day, their teeth brushed, pajamas on, all the things, right? Their bedtime routine while I sat and cleaned the, well, not sat, while I stood up and cleaned the kitchen, did the dishes, wiped down the counters and table, um, swept the floors, got everything kind of cleaned up, helped clean up all the toys in the family room. So everything was picked up and cleaned up put away downstairs. And it was probably in about 10 to 15 minutes, which was a miracle in and of itself. Let me tell you, that's taken a long time to get to that point of maintenance mode in our cleaning routine. Um, also, if you want some tips on cleaning routines, a weekly cleaning routines, that's the previous episode from this one. I can't remember. I want to say it's episode 53. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think it's episode 53 about the que- weekly cleaning routine. Anyways. So Long story short, that is how our, our night was ending. Now, the moment that we separated from each other and gave each other time for a reset, them break away from me, away from me and my spouse, and then me breaking away from them, we were able to catch a breath, kind of have almost like a little timeout, a mama timeout, right? <laughs> and they had their little kid timeout for a second. None of them were on timeout, but it just gave us a break from each other, from all the contention. I cleaned up everything and I decided I want to change the mood in this house. I don't like this. We all came down to do our family night. So our, our time of, um, well, we ended up doing a come follow me lesson instead, which Um, for those of you that don't know, come follow me is just a time where we can teach them about the gospel similar to our family night. Um, and this year we're focusing on the new Testament. Um, so the Bible and we just teach them a little bit about the Bible. And, um, sometimes we watch little Bible videos or different things together. And so it's just kind of a time where we can gather in peace and, and teach our, our children about the gospel. And then we pray together afterwards. So something simple, but it changed the whole spirit of our home that day. Um, so after the long, crazy, psychotic day that it was, um, it was interesting how cleaning the downstairs where we were gathered, having everybody fed, <laughs> and then doing something together as a family that brought the spirit of peace, how much that really changed the dynamic. And I wish I had done that sooner of giving ourselves that break apart from each other because just that quick little five to 10 minute break really changed everything. Granted, it wasn't just the break. So we had a break from each other. We had everything cleaned up. A clean house brings a more peaceful spirit when you are surrounded by an environment that is um, clean, it creates peace. It, it literally gets rid of the chaos. If you have mess in your home, it literally, your environment creates chaos. Even if the people in it aren't feeling chaotic, when they go into a chaotic space, it breeds all of that chaos, all of that negativity, pessimism, all those things. So taking a break, getting that clarity, just kind of rethinking through things, right? cleaning up, getting together and doing something together that is happy, even when it's hard and ending on a good note by saying prayers together made all the difference. And from that point, when I, when I started with a clean slate and had that little mental break, 
all of a sudden I felt like I wanted to spend time with my kids and I wanted to spend time with my spouse and I wanted to read them a bedtime story. I wanted to do something fun with them. Okay. But it wasn't like that just like half an hour ago. What changed? Well, like I said, those four things changed, but I think the biggest thing that changed in me was my mindset and my mindset was only able to change because I had that moment of being able to have a reset. Okay. We need mama resets. We need parent resets. We need family or friend or neighbor resets. You know, whatever role it is in life that you're dealing with, if you are constant, go, 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 you're going to hit burnout. You're going to hit chaos. You're going to hit contention, pessimism. All that negativity comes from burnout and not getting the moment to have that mental clarity, that mental break. Okay. And then, and then just choosing it, having that mindset, like I am going to choose to be happy, even in this really, really hard situation right now. Now, this wasn't the hardest things. This is a first world problems, right? It's not anything crazy. We're not going hungry. We're not without a home. I mean, this is a very minimal problem compared to what the world deals with. But for me in that moment, it was a big deal and it was really hard. And so I want you to know that even as I'm teaching you things and talking with you about things on how to have a positive, optimistic mindset, I'm teaching you from experience of the not being positive and optimistic, the dealing with the chaos, the being in the crazy, okay? I want to come to you open and raw so you understand that I am learning right along with you. I'm not here teaching you and telling you what you need to do because I know it all. No, I'm teaching and talking with you because I'm learning as I go and I want to help you to learn before you have to go through it. So you don't have to go through the same stupid things that I've been through. I want you to learn from my mistakes, right? We're all human and we're all going to learn from each other's mistakes in one way or another, but this is something that I want to share and be raw and open with you. So now let's change things around a little bit. Okay. I also want to think about what are the times when I really, really felt just pure joy and was just so excited and happy to be a mom and a wife and a homemaker and all those wonderful things, all these roles that I've been given in life, I've been gifted. What, what was it that was going on in my life that made things so good? And I can tell you as I'm looking back on just different experiences, I was in a good mindset myself during the positive happy times. It doesn't mean that I wasn't going through trials. It doesn't mean that my life was perfect. It doesn't mean that I had everything I wanted and needed. I mean, none of that is what really brought me joy. What brought me joy was choosing to have that positive, optimistic mindset and also working on me and not worrying about working on my kids or my spouse and saying, well, you need to do this or you need to do that. I sure wish that you would switch this about your personality or that you would, you know, be more obedient or do that. Like when I, when I look at people in my family specifically and, and want them to change for the better, that's when most contention happens and chaos. Sorry, that was weird. Contention. <laughs> um, when I focus on me and trying to better myself and, and focus on my routines, like my morning routine that really, really gives me that mental break and clarity, 
it truly changes everything about my whole life in every aspect. I become a better version of me when I focus on bettering myself, which seems like, duh, right? You create a better version of yourself. You're going to be a better version of yourself, but sometimes it's easier said than done. So some things that I've noticed that are missing, like especially in this experience of the story that I told you about how crazy and chaotic it was, that story may not change, right? I may still have to deal with all the crazy and contention and chaos from whatever is going on in my kids' lives. And I have to like have this just crazy mess in front of me that I've got to figure out how to like make better. But how much easier is it for me to do that when I'm in the right mindset, right? When I've chosen to be the peacemaker, when I've chosen to be optimistic and happy, even when it's hard, when I've chosen to do everything I can to focus on bettering myself, especially during my morning routine and evening routines, if I can do that, I can make life better with my kids, okay? And with my family. So I've noticed that if I want to have a better relationship with my family, I first need a better relationship with myself and with my God. Okay. So here's a few tips of something that I've learned from my experience of not doing things perfectly (laughs) from my lack of perfectness. If that's a word, right? You should look it up um, in wiki or something. I don't know. Anyways, You're going to get some really awesome bloopers throughout these because I don't fully edit them and it's okay because I'm just being raw and open with you and I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) You get a good laugh out of it, out of my imperfections. Um, Anyways, when I spend time on my knees praying to my heavenly father, that's how I address him. Um, Some people call him God. You know, everybody has their own name, but in my faith, I, I call him my heavenly father. When I pray to him and I spend time on my knees with my maker, I feel joy and I feel calm. When I spend time in my scriptures, studying them, I feel more joy and more peace. When I take time to serve others, whether that be in my family, my neighbors, whatever, when I'm taking time to serve others around me, I feel joy when I get outside of myself, okay? When I'm not focused on me and my needs, when I'm focused on others, I find joy. So one of the things that I remember growing up, we had this fridge magnet, right? And it said joy on it. And it was J period, O period, Y period, which seems weird because it's a word. Why was there periods in between each letter, right? but it meant something. Each letter stood for something else. J stood for Jesus, O stood for others, and Y stood for yourself. Now, everyone's going to say this differently. Some people will say you need to put Jesus first, then others, then yourself. I don't completely agree with that. I feel it's important to work on yourself, right? I think it's important to work on your relationship with God. And I feel like it's very, very hard to get outside yourself and to serve others if you don't have a good relationship with yourself and if you don't have a good relationship with your God. 
I think the first thing starts with having a relationship with your God. So I would say Jesus, your, you know, God or your heavenly father. Um, I would say, um, create a, cultivate a good relationship with your savior and with your heavenly father through prayer, through reading your scriptures, through studying, through journaling, whatever it is that you need to do to try to gain that relationship with them. And from there, start gaining a better relationship with yourself and take care of yourself. Shower every day as, as simple and not, not that meaningful. It seems not as not meaningful as it seems. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you these bloopers are great. Oh my goodness. Anyways. Uh, now I'm like off track. What was I even talking about? Um, start with your relationship with Christ and heavenly father. Okay. Then work on yourself, work on simple things as taking a shower, getting ready for the day, getting dressed in normal clothes. Yes. Yoga pants are wonderful and I love them. I definitely love my yoga pants, but actually like take care of yourself, you know, get dressed for the day as if you're going to go out. Even if you don't, if you are a person that loves wearing makeup, put on your makeup you know, and do your hair, like take care of who you are and write in your journal and plan out your day and, you know, paint your nails or whatever it is that you need to do to take care of you, whether that be physically, mentally, you know, read a book, um, emotionally, any aspect of you take care of yourself. Like, don't, don't think that it's selfish to take care of you. If you don't take care of yourself, you will not have anything to give to anyone else because you are depleted. And if I just feel like I need to just like pound this into everyone's brains, because I feel like a lot of people think that it's selfish to take care of yourself. And it's not, it's vital. It's, it's something that is truly vital, especially as a mom, you have to have that peace to yourself first before you can spread it to others. You have to have that relationship with God before you can share the gospel and share your testimony and your faith with others, right? You have to first be positive and optimistic and choose to be that, choose to be happy before you can teach others to be happy. Happy, Bella. It's so, so, so important to do you, right? You do the best you can to be the best you can be. Improve yourself. Read self-improvement books. Those things are amazing. I love them. It's literally one of my favorite things to read is self-improvement books or listen to them, you know, like on Audible or something. Listening to podcasts like this one <laughs> or any podcast that you love. I love listening to podcasts. That's why I wanted to start one because I feel like podcasts can really truly change a lot of my mindset in a good way. If, if I choose good podcasts to listen to, you know, that are uplifting and encouraging and, and bring me joy and make me think about things and, and make me want to have a more intentional life. Like those are the kind of podcasts I look for. And I hope that's the podcast that I've created. I hope that is the same. This podcast is that for you. Um, but that's what I feel is the most important. So I feel like it really should go J-O, okay? Jesus, yourself, 
than others. Create that relationship with God. Create a relationship with yourself so you can then go and serve others and help them and lift them up and, you know, dust them off when they've fallen down, you know, like dust them off, pick them back up, lend your hand out to them, pull them up, get them to higher ground, help them out. Okay. It helps so much when we get outside ourselves and help others, but the only way we can help others, if we first help ourselves and the only one that can truly help us to be our best self is Christ and, and our heavenly father, God. Okay. They're the only ones that can truly help us to be the best that we can be. We have to have a relationship with our maker. We have to. Okay. My heavenly father is very near and dear to me, but I need to do better at cultivating a better relationship with him. Cause I feel like I haven't really spent a lot of time trying to get a really good relationship with him. And it kind of makes me sad because I think that's why I've let Satan win a lot lately and I've let him bring contention into my home and chaos. It's kind of been, you know, something that's on my shoulders. And and yes, when contention happens in the home, it's generally on everyone's shoulders in the family, right? But I don't want to look and focus on anyone else in my family. I want to focus on me and what I need to do to be better because I can't change anyone else, anyone else, but I know I can change myself and I can be better. So think about this. Think about what you can do to gain a better relationship with God, with your heavenly father. Think about how you can create a better relationship with yourself and to better yourself. Think about how you can create a better relationship with your spouse, with your kids, and with others, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your extended family, okay? That's what this life is about, is helping others, okay? One of my husband's favorite quotes is, this life is about little people, I'm sorry, is about big people helping little people become big, okay? So whether that is physically, like a parent, helping a little kid to, you know, get bigger and grow in life and things like that. Or if it's, if it's spiritually, you know, being a spiritual giant and helping someone that is is suffering a little bit and helping to bring them to higher ground, whatever it is, however you want to look at it, this life is about big people helping little people become big. I love that. And I wish I could quote it and tell you who that's from, but I actually do not know the source of that quote. That's just one that he tends to say a lot and I love it. <laughs> So I hope this brought you some clarity and just helped you to kind of get more thoughtful about things and, and think, you know, how can I do better? How can I become a better version of me? How can I gain a better relationship with my God and my family and my neighbors? Like, what can I do to get outside myself and serve and, and create a happier life? You know, how can I get into that more positive, joyful mindset? Another thing that is really great is adding more gratitude to your life. When you're, when you choose to have more gratitude, to be more grateful for the things that you have, you tend to be a lot more, um, content with what you have. Okay. That's something I can be better at because I ask my kids all the time, well, you need to change your attitude and you need to show more gratitude. Right. And I, and I try to teach them that I try to say it in a nicer way, but I mean, something like that. Right change your attitude and show some gratitude, please, you know, whatever. But 
how often do I catch myself not having a change of attitude myself and not showing a whole lot of gratitude? Like how can I teach them or tell them to do these things when I'm not even practicing it super great myself? So I just want today's episode to kind of be like a great way to reflect on you yourself and how you can become the best you can be so you can give your best self to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, and enjoy life more. I hope this brings like more happiness and excitement to your life by just doing these few simple things. Well, and again, they seem simple, but it really does take a lot of effort and a lot of time, and I'm really not the best at it. But I'm I'm really wanting to set a goal to do better at this so I can create this in my family as well. I hope this episode brought you some happiness, <laughs> some times of laughter of all my mistakes and things, and also just was a good thing and, and just kind of helped you think about how maybe you want to make some changes in your life to make things a little bit better too. Thank you so much for listening. It's been such a joy to talk with you and I will see you next week. Until next time, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.